0: loitering with intent series seven program eight have i talked about this before a piece of art represents a lot of information there's how the thing is made that which you can observe directly in the completed thing, and then any other process-related information that's not necessarily obvious in the final product. Then there's the motivation for the creation of the thing and other aspects of its history. Then there's the creator themselves, and what's been said by people who know things about the sort of thing in question. Anyway, it's a lot to take in, which is why I find visiting art galleries so tiring. Music is getting to be that way as well but maybe I'm overthinking this. There is a nuts and bolts side of music that usually doesn't feature in discussions of music, unless whoever is discussing it is a musician and the intended audience is musicians. This sort of material you might recognize as music theory, which is part of the picture but not necessarily the whole thing. Anyway, I find this theoretical nuts and bolts aspect usually more interesting than that other stuff that people discuss. You know, whatever it is that makes non-musicians listen to music. Let's call that the human side. However, I have to admit that without the human side, the nuts and bolts really, in the big scheme of things, doesn't amount to all that much. It's like a disassembled machine, all in parts scattered on the ground, or cake ingredients before you actually bake the cake scattered all over a table. Something has to be applied to those parts or ingredients in order to make them meaningful, unless of course you're strictly into those parts or ingredients and don't really care what they add up to. And sometimes that's kind of me. All the talk about artificial intelligence, machine learning, not to mention the greed of record labels and streaming companies, and inevitably, the death of music as we know it. However, as I see it, As long as there are humans, music will persist. If you're trying to make a living in some aspect of music, either directly creating it or indirectly facilitating its creation or consumption, I acknowledge the difficulties you face. As to the position that music itself is in peril, I'll stop short of scoffing at that idea. Maybe music's most skilled artists will cease creating or performing. Maybe performances or recordings of their work will become harder to come by. Important things could well be lost But as long as there are humans who want to make music and to listen to music music itself will persist Sometimes I'll think of some music exercise But I'm not an expert in learning music and certainly not anything of a teacher So I couldn't confidently say whether it's a good exercise At most I can say for myself that it's interesting and enjoyable so maybe that's good enough. It might not be terribly efficient when it comes to developing this or that aspect of musicianship or instrumental technique. However, as long as I'm not trying to get anywhere in particular and mainly just have fun, development doesn't really seem to matter. Rather than it being a goal, it could be a side effect of enjoyment. Sumo has a lot of ritual to it. As a musician, the part I like best is when the fighters are called to the dohyo by the yobidashi. Basically, the names of the fighters are summoned in a very stylized way. I'm pretty sure the sumo world doesn't regard it as singing or in any way musical, but that's how I perceive it. There's a basic similarity to how they all do it, but with variations in individual voices, techniques, and what I would call musical skill. I think it would be possible to learn to recognize each yobidashi in the same way you'd recognize any other musician. Maybe I'll start adding something to my sumo-watching regimen to take in more of this aspect of things. Loitering with intent. Series 7. Program 8. Please tell us how we did today. Thank you for using our self-checkout.